Second serve for Barty for the championship. Plishkova's backhand goes to the slice of Barty up the middle of the court. Plishkova's forehand is in. Exchange from the back. Plishkova into the net and Ash Barty is a Wimbledon champion. Talk us through that match point. <laughs> I can't remember it. <laughs> um, <laughs> It, it took me a long time to, to verbalise the fact that I wanted to, to dare to dream it and say I wanted to win this incredible tournament and, and being able to live out my dream right now with, with everyone here, this has made it better than, better than I ever could have imagined. Um, I had, it was just, uh, I mean, I, I didn't sleep a lot last night. I was, I was thinking of all the what-ifs, but I think when, when I was able out, coming out on this court, I felt uh, at home in a way, and I think being able to, to share that with everyone here, to share that with my team is incredible. Well, there it was there, Ash Barty, and, of course, it's been, well, so heralded, so highlighted, and so much love for Ash Barty and her wonderful achievements of Wimbledon. I'm sure one of the most excited has been Nicole Bradkey, who knows what it's like to be at the top end of Australian tennis, and, uh, well... I'm sure, Nicole, you are pretty still very much like the rest of the country pumped up after that outstanding weekend and that outstanding couple of weeks for our Ash Party. Oh, absolutely. I'm just absolutely thrilled for her, for her family, for her um, support crew that that uh, she has with her. And I just think it's a weight lifted off her shoulders. Um, we all knew that she had the game to be able to win Wimbledon. She did 10 years ago in the juniors and fast forward to now, she was able to do what uh, her, her idol in Yvonne Corley did. So I think uh, the nation and Ash herself should be very, very proud of herself. It's not just tennis either. It's a great Australian sporting moment. And, um, you know, she's just... just Lovable. Everyone loves her. There's no, I mean, in fact, if she barracks for Richmond's probably a downside. But the, <laughs> the, the bottom line is she's just so lovely. Every time you hear from her, she's all giving of a time. And you look at the box, and I know it's different when we're in a COVID crazy world, but you look at yep. her support network and there's no A-listers sitting in there. There's no, they're not jammed to the rafters, packed to the rafters. It's all very subdued, all very low-key. She is. She's like that, though, off. There's no frills with Ash. Um, you know, she in her downtime, what's the thing she likes to do? She loves to, to play golf. She loves to put herself um, on the couch and watch the cricket and the football <laughs> and all those sorts of things. Fashion and all those things are not on her radar. She would much rather be out there hitting a golf ball and, and, and just watching sport. We saw her last year at, mm. at the finals at... Um, in Brisbane when Richmond were playing. Um, you know, she was out there. So I think she's very relatable um, to, to most Aussies out there. And when she does give a press conference, she's not angst about about things. She gives her honest appraisal of what, what it's like. And, you know, if it happens, it happens. And I think it's just a great way. She's taught her mind how to be and she's gone to a place where she can be really, really happy. And, and that's Okay. Nicole Bradkey, our guest. So, Nicole, what more can she achieve? And just talk to me and the listeners in regards to how difficult it is. Now she's got the French sorted, she's got the she's got Wimbledon sorted. What will drive her now? Is it is it Grand Slams? Is that what she does? Or will Tokyo and winning an Olympic gold be her real genuine focus now? Because it must be really difficult to get up after you win that dream event 
and so much talked about, you know, as you mentioned, Yvonne Goulogon, Corley, the 50 years Indigenous, wearing the dress, the hype around it, the difficulty getting there uh, with the COVID world and travel and all this sort of stuff. Or do you think she will go to Tokyo and genuinely go as hard as anyone else to win gold for Australia? Oh, absolutely. And the Olympics are going to be different. I'm not sure. Obviously, she won't have her whole team there. So it'll be a different kind of team. She'll have the Australian players around her watching us and the Australian um, Tennis Australia who have sent their um, people to look after her. So she won't have her normal people around her, but she will have everyone um, in the tennis community, obviously, you know, helping her out and everything will be there at her her disposal. But I think any time anyone wins a Grand Slam in the current climate is even tenfold a lot better because just of the situation that they're under. But she has the tools to be able to, um, you know, there's not a lot of airs and graces with, with Ash and she can get up in the morning and, and that's all okay. It's not, um, if things aren't going to plan, I think she's really well equipped to be able to deal with these, these sorts of things. And I think she's going to reset her mind. Winning an Olympics would be another great feat for her to be able to do. But we all have to remember that she's not going to win every single tournament that she's going to play. She's going to have her off days when she wakes up in the morning and she's not feeling that great. And that's okay. Um, We just have to sort of applaud her when she does really well. Yeah, no doubt. This is really difficult one to answer, but I just I'm, mm-hmm. you probably know her mindset better than many. Do you yeah. think she will be a long-time player in tennis? Do you think she'll I, I, she doesn't strike me as someone who will be like Serena or Venus Williams and just play forever and a day. She'll achieve yeah, no, what she needs to yeah. achieve and then she'll go, "You know what?" The fun's gone. I've done what I need to achieve. I just want to go back to being Ash Buddy, just to knock around, spend some time, you know, with my partner, my family, my mates, and and do what what you can do. Life is okay. I, yeah, there's a lot more to, to to life than actually hitting a tennis ball. And I think this year is going to take um, a lot of toll on on everyone, mm. um, just because of having to be in bubbles the whole time. Where you know, at a normal tournament, they would go out, they would go to their favourite restaurant like to go to um they would be going and doing some other things in their downtime where they can't do that i mean ash probably would have liked to have gone and played golf maybe on a day off just even nine holes but she probably couldn't have done that at wimbledon so it's all those sorts of things that she can't do so she'll go to tokyo maybe in a week's time because they're going to leave it to the last minute to get there and then from there um she'll head to the u.s and then she probably won't come home until um, after the US Open. So that's a really big chunk of the year not being at home. I know that she's building a house um, in Queensland. She loves her dogs and all those sorts of things. So um, I know it's a small price to pay to give up to, to follow your dreams and to do what you want to do. But, you know, those mundane things that you really like to do can play a really big part in the success of, um, of your career. Tell us about Craig Tizer. Um, I don't know him all that well. I mean, he was around sort of... Um, I just think he's been a really great calming influence. Mm. He's got an older head on her shoulders, which on his shoulders, which she likes. And I think um, he just keeps things really, really simple with her. And, um, you know, it's just been a great match, the two of them. And they appreciate each other. And, you know, it's hard being with someone day in, day out the whole time. You know, they like to go off and do your other things and then, and then come back and 
and reset. But, um, you know, they've been spending a lot of time together, um, you know, over the, the months that have gone on. So I just think he's a really good, calming old head on his shoulders. And I think that's what she, she really likes and needs. When Cadell Evans won the French, uh, won won the Tour de France, everyone went out and bought a bike, and everyone became a cyclist. Do we see the same when someone like uh, Ash Barty uh, wins at such a big uh, tennis uh, tournament, or wins Wimbledon, which we think is the one that everyone wants to win? Do you think it changes the landscape for tennis and the sport in Australia? I hope so. I mean, we we normally get a buzz in January when the Australian Open's on, and then. Um, after the Australian Open's on and the year starts again, the school year starts in February and you tend to see um, a lot more of the, uh, the tennis courts being used. There's a lot more um, classes, um, coaching um, on a lot of the courts. So I'm hoping as I drive around and I go past the tennis court that I certainly see a lot more kids out there playing. It doesn't matter what ability, you've always got to start young and you never know, um, you know what we can produce in the future. No doubt. Appreciate your time. I know you've been writing it all the way. You were very, very, you were very faithful. You didn't deviate once. Yes, you thought she was going to win. A, you did not waver one single moment. We've erased all the tapes. We've absolutely just said no. From day one, Nicole Bradkey said that it would be Ash Barty at Wimbledon. You were spot on. You are the expert. Appreciate your time. Have a great week. You too, Tim. <laughs> Nicole Bradkey, she joins us and she's been kind enough to join us right through the Wimbledon journey of all the Australians, but in particular, Ash Buddy. We are still celebrating that great moment. It is the Sporting Goss.